Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. It's week six of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas on the W Channel. And we have six movies this week. So we're breaking them up into two parts. Let's start with part one. In this episode, we'll be sipping vodka and cranberry juice Mm. and chatting about our three movies entitled Christmas CEO, An Unexpected Christmas, and Making Spirits Bright. Movie number one, Christmas CEO, starring Marisol Nichols as Chris and Paul Green as Joe. In this movie, toy company CEO Chris, a.k.a. Christmas, has the chance at her dream job but needs her ex-partner Joe to sign off on the merger. He agrees as long as she helps with the annual Christmas Jamboree for charity. Let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. But first, a quick explanation. Our custom sofa rating system includes a list of 20 Hallmark tropes that will determine how Hallmark is this movie. You can download the list from our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. This movie earned a 13 out of 20 sofas. Let's break down each rating category. Set up by family members. Joe's dad thinks he should share his feelings with Chris, and Emma thinks they should get married. Star gives up current career. Chris decides she'd rather make toys with Joe than be a high-powered CEO. Objects focused. The merger in the jamboree. Something magical happens. A little Santa magic helps Chris and Joe's reconciliation. Gets back with childhood sweetheart. Chris and Joe were best friends growing up. Enemies to lovers. Chris and Joe have very different ideas about running their company and if the merger with Arlo Toys is a good idea. But hanging out together again brings up old warm memories. Helps a family member, friend in need. Chris takes care of her niece, Emma, while her parents are on a concert tour. Town celebration. The Christmas Jamboree, movie night in the park, and Christmas Cafe. The bonus charitable event is the annual toy drive jamboree for toys with tots. Once again, another movie that touches home for me. I'm a bit of a workaholic, but pride myself in spending as much quality time as I possibly can, including doing this podcast with my sister. So we always keep in touch. Absolutely. It's pretty amazing. Also, we are going to the Nutcracker Ballet this Christmas, uh, a tradition that we started with our late mother. Um, and, uh, so I'm really looking forward to doing that together for the Christmas I am holidays. looking forward to attending the Nutcracker, getting all dressed up and soaking in the culture and staying in Toronto. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to that as well. And also in this movie, some really cool stuff. Uh, I saw a red work truck now. It wasn't the old fashioned work truck. But once again, Hallmark is always throwing in one of those red trucks. Absolutely. I love the idea of the pop-up Christmas cafe. And that reindeer racing game, racing game, that was awesome. Like I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. That was really cool. I'd never seen a game like that before either. And I want to go to a Christmas cafe too. That was really cool. Lots of Christmas desserts and Christmas drinks. It's right up my alley. Also, I think roller skating at Christmas is way better than ice skating, in my opinion. Much warmer, a little bit more fun. Not going to fall on my butt on the ice. 
I agree. I used to go roller skating every weekend. I was so proud. I even owned my own roller skates. <laughs> Me too. It was a lot of fun. It's a great fun uh, activity uh, as well as, you know, exercise too, right? Yes. Um, but I think we're aging ourselves. We're showing our age. <laughs> probably. I think roller skating is becoming more popular again. So, I mean, not roller blading, it was roller skating, skating. but <laughs> I hope the kids, uh, younger people get back into it. It is a lot of fun. In this movie, there was a whole bunch of really sweet kind of uh, Santa wisdom moments. He had this really, okay, so the Santa guy who actually you kind of think, is he really Santa? Yeah. Or is he just a guy who plays Santa? But he does come along and he gives Chris, uh, aka Christmas, some really good wisdom. And, and I really liked this quote. So I pulled it from the movie. It says, creating joy is what Christmas is all about. It's any time or any day, people striving to create joy in others and themselves, which I thought was excellent. Such a great way Mm -hmm. to describe Christmas in that Christmas spirit. And which is throughout this movie, lots of angles with the the kids helping kids, Emma and uh, performing her original song uh, that she really did well. So I can see that kind of becoming maybe a Christmas classic. Maybe it's going to be played against more Hallmark movies. Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. That'd be very cool. And the little snowman tree top that they created was super cute too. I'd never seen that, that was really before. cute. And I loved how it had such a strong memory attached to it. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Yeah. On to the next. Movie number two, An Unexpected Christmas, starring Bethany Joy Lentz as Emily and Tyler Hines as Jamie. In this movie, Jamie strikes a deal with his ex, Emily, to pretend they are still together for Christmas in exchange for getting the governor to speak at her big event. But the magic of Christmas and the joy of family keeps drawing them back together. Oh, now let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. This movie rated a 16, whopping 16 out of 20 sofas. Here's the breakdown for each of the rating categories. Weather issue. There was a massive snowstorm, which keeps Jackie Joyner Kershey from coming to Emily's event. The star returns home. Tyler returns home to the small town of Fulton, set up by family members. His family assumes they are still together at the train station, and they end up faking that they are still together until they actually are. In slash hotel. Emily couldn't stay at the hotel because the reservation wasn't in her name. So she goes back to Jamie's parents' house. Multiple love stories, Jamie and Emily and Jamie's sister and his friend, Gina. Small town, well, the small town of Fulton. Object focus, the big Christmas day event. Military, Emily is a military kid, too many houses and never really a home. She always wanted a big family Christmas. Enemies to lovers. As exes, they started their visit a little rocky, especially when she finds out that he hasn't told his family about them. But he finally admits his true feelings about her and takes a chance to find the peace that is missing. Helps a family member slash friend in need. Jamie helps Emily with her event when she loses her big celebrity, while she helps him by pretending to still be with him. They both help Jamie's sister with the play. Town celebration, Christmas tree lighting, Christmas karaoke, and Christmas play. The bonus charity event, governor's speech on behalf of the town of Fulton. 
This is very interesting um, and very funny movie. Uh, yeah. I thought it was very cool. I, it was interesting to find out um, that Paul Campbell actually wrote this one, which we really like him and his yes. movies. And he's actually the writer for this one. So that was actually pretty cool. One of the things I didn't, I didn't get at first, like, why didn't he tell his family if he broke up with her? Like he broke up with her. She didn't break up with him. That would be embarrassing. You might not tell, but he broke up with her. So why didn't they tell them? Like, it it seems like it's more difficult the other way, though. I understand that he felt intimidated by her success as opposed to, you know, really getting behind her success, really. True. I believe the only real reason you wouldn't tell your family the truth is that you're still in love with the individual, which of course he still was. Yes. And you could see that in the romantic moment in the cafe, um, which gave them some, you know, a place and time to discuss the issues that they had had in their relationship and go through all of that. Yeah. With her moving all the time, being part of a military family, I'm sure it is hard to have that roots kind of feeling to have a home. Mm -hmm. My husband and I decided that when we were buying our first home, we wanted it to be a home for our daughter to go to school and grow up in which we succeeded in doing so that she had that feeling of home as a safe and secure place that you could always count on. That was really important to us. So I can understand how she felt that loss, not having that. 100% and why she connected so much with his family. Mm -hmm. They loved her. (laughs) Yeah, they did. She loved them. They loved her. And maybe that I think that was really the would have been the real reason why he didn't want to tell them he had broken up with her. (laughs) I think he was a little embarrassed by the fact that he did that. Um, Though he, you know, starts to make it up and really help her. And you can see how they're a good team. Uh, The whole stone in the fountain. That was a really romantic idea. Um, they work well together. He just needs to listen to his grandmother's advice that life is messy and you just have to deal with that. I totally agree. The play was wonderful. And the fact that it didn't go exactly as planned was very funny. Mm -hmm. My husband loves to act and participate in shows in his younger years. He did lots of extra work on movies. And ever since our daughter was born, he's left that life in the past. Therefore, he still has his moments that he likes to be in the spotlight. So he volunteers to be on stage whenever we go to an all-inclusive. And he participates in every type of uh, participating um, activity that they have at Disney. So he's been on, uh, what is that called? The Indiana Jones, that's it. He did the Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones a couple times. And yeah, so he loved that. Yeah, so he thought that cool. was hilarious when that guy was having those incidents on the stage. Yes, it was. It was quite the uh, quite the funny moment for sure. You know, he kind of he's a bit of a risky guy. I think promising that the governor could deliver before he was even sure was absolutely risky. Thankfully, it worked out for her. You know, his friend Gina really saves his butt. Yes, she did. She was actually very good to him throughout this whole movie, looking out for him, which was really nice. I was so glad he was able to come through with the governor because it was very risky. Um, I really didn't understand why he was having such issues with his speech, because while he was talking to Emily on their tours, he gave so many different speech initiatives. Like he said all kinds of great, insightful things, but then didn't write any of them down for himself. I think he just had the classic imposter syndrome that 
he could do it. He, you know, people believed he could do it. He obviously in the end, he did it and did a good job at it, but he got in his own head, just like he did about their relationship. He got in his own head and made a decision about it and a a negative decision about it before giving it a try. All he had to do is really give it a try. And then he would have succeeded, which he eventually does, of course. And it works up for him and her. (laughs) Absolutely. Movie number three, Making Spirits Bright, starring Taylor Cole as Grace and Carlo Marx as Tony. A local holiday decorating contest brings Grace and Tony and their feuding fathers back together for one big decorating gig. Okay, let's find out how this movie reads on our sofa rating system. This movie earned 15 out of 20 sofas, which is pretty Mm. decent score. And the breakdown is Star Returns Home. Grace comes home from Richmond and Tony comes home from Boston, set up by family members. Tony's mom thinks he should pursue Grace. Both sets of parents hope the kids would one day get together. Star gives up current career. Tony becomes a full-time business manager and Grace stars in a reality show with her home staging partner. Small Town. This movie takes place in the small town of Ashland Falls. Object focused is the contest. Transportation breaks down. Tony's truck gets stuck in the snow and Grace helps him get out of it. Gets back with childhood sweetheart. Tony and Grace grew up together when their families were close. Enemies to lovers. In Romeo and Juliet fashion, Grace and Tony's fathers are business rivals with a grudge. Helps a family member or friend in need. Both Tony and Grace help their parents compete in the decorating competition. Tony helps the Ryans with their business problems. Town celebration, bright lights, decorating contest. Bonus for the charity or charitable event was for donating to the carolers. Oh, that was awesome. You know, I felt for Grace always second guessing herself due to her friend, Sarah. Having a completely different vision than her would make it hard to stay partners. Like even though they Mm -hmm. started on the same path, but one's vision had become um, the voice over the others. Like her opinion mattered and the others didn't. She didn't see what Grace was bringing to the table. So that was kind of sad because I love the fact that she uh, really had an affinity for the um, antiques and, and the value of the furniture. That was really great. So it is a great message about hearing each other's opinions and allowing everyone to have a personal expression. Yes, you're right. It's important for partners to support each other and to make each other feel heard. And that certainly wasn't happening with them at that point in their uh, business relationship. Uh, So definitely felt for Grace as well. Uh, Loved how smart she was about the furniture. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that part too. Love decorating. I kind of think that the the main town in this one looked a little bit like the main street in Evergreen. I'm totally wrong, but it kind of looked very similar to each other. And you know what? I didn't even notice that. (laughs) For some reason, when they were standing outside, they kept walking down just that little bit of strip street. It was (laughs) like, hey, those kind of look different names that look like what evergreens are, which is kind of cool. We love evergreen for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, both of the families in this one are are having financial struggles. Uh, Their businesses are struggling a little bit. And it's really sweet how the kids pitch in, 
you know, they like each other and then they don't like each other. And so, you know, <laughs> one of those kind of relationships in the end, they, they help them win the 50 K prize, which is a pretty substantial prize. And, you know, they split it and that was really, you know, a good way to come back together. Absolutely. Having both families in real need of the money gets them back together in each other's life, but the money should never be the most important part. It is a true reminder that we are better together. So I did like that. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, I like how strong the importance of family is in this one. Like you said, partnerships, uh, you know, story, the Christmas story is one of reconciliation. So the partners making up really shows that Christmas spirit in the movie. I also liked the some of the stuff the other company did. He was a bit, you know, silly and sketchy, the other glow scoops guy. <laughs> But I did like the deer that he had. The rest of it was pretty boring to me, but he was funny. Um, The house was a little bit gaudy in the end. But, you know, when the two families got together and did their house, it was absolutely gorgeous. This whole thing with the kids starting with the the wood stick. That was so cool. I wasn't quite sure what was happening with it, but they bounced those sticks on the the log, I guess it is. And then everything lit up from there, which was really kind of nice to get the kids involved that way. I did really like the music, like the dancing music with the decorations. Every Christmas, my husband and I would go um, to this place on Spruce in Burlington to go see this light show and they had the dancing music on there. So I really like that. Also, every year, my husband and I start planning our outside Christmas decorating early in September. So we need know what we need to purchase to complete our Christmas theme, which changes every year. Then it takes time to plan out the lights. And the major challenge is we want to do all the lights and have it all connected to be able to switch on one switch. Every year it's a challenge, but every year we figure it out. Uh, but I would love to attempt the dancing lights to music. But I may have to start planning now to incorporate that next year. There is a product you can use called Twinkly. uh, There's probably quite a few of them that you can use apps for. And they're actually pretty easy to wrap around different things. So it might actually be easier than you think. Just have a look in your I will, but you're much more techie than I am. Well, (laughs) I wrapped it around a tree and used an app to turn it on. And then the app did everything to the tree. So I didn't have to be too techie. To do that, that's for sure. I live um, in this small town street. Probably if it was playing music out there, I'd get kicked off the street. <laughs> yeah, music is something that, that I think that's a once a time thing you can do. You can't do that to your neighbors all the time. Just all like time, the, yeah. the guy who was competing, he had like huge, you know, those huge lights that were pointing at everything. Like who's going to want to live <laughs> beside that person? who have got huge Blinding. lights pointing in your windows every single day. Like. You know, it was kind of ridiculous. Understandably, this was supposed to be over the top because it was for a contest. And it certainly was worthy of a contest. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I liked that they were singing the part where they caroled in uh, Italian and English. That was really cool. That was great. And I loved how it was a bit of Romeo and Juliet syndrome with the families at war. However, the mothers secretly were, you know, still seeing each other and were quite enamored with the kids getting together, mm-hmm. but, but they felt that sense of loyalty to family. So they, you know, they, they felt like they couldn't do it, but they wanted to. So it was great that 
that uh, they were able to overcome and have a relationship and everyone was super happy. So that was great. In and Joe's Hallmark family, fashion. <laughs> yeah. Joe's family always kept the Ryan's ornaments on the tree, even yeah. though the dad didn't know it at first. And, and one of the ornaments was made from this little paintbrush, which just reminded me of our aunt's annual Christmas tea party. Uh, it was super cute and easy to make, and I still have it in my little basket of ornaments. Oh, that's so sweet. All right. Well, I guess that's it for part one. We have part two coming up. So listen for that. Three more movies to come, and then we'll be on to our next week's episodes. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow crown heads, we've come to the end of today's chat. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network. And on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.